Hi, Afi. Can you hear me now? Oh, perfectly. Okay, that's good. All right. So, can you hear me too? Um, sorry. Can you hear me too? Yes, I can clearly. So, what was the problem? I think initially I used um my earpiece, so I think okay. you did also. So I think that was what happened. So I disconnected it. Okay. All right. All right, so we are getting into the session now. Okay. Yeah. All right, so so we started already. So guys, this is Bloom with Sumi, and on today's episode episode I have Afi on the show. Drum rolls, guys. So <laughs> Afi is a brilliant performed artist. Um. I think brilliant is an understatement. Um, Afi is actually a great spoken word artist, a poet, and poet on initiator, a WhatsApp spoken word concert. So, Afi, you are welcome on the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, so, tell me, how do you feel today, Afi? <laughs> I feel really great, right? It's not. <laughs> And then I feel some kind of way that I can't really place a name to how I feel right now, but just there, right? <laughs> Breathing. All right. Yeah. Really, thank you so much for being here. Really, means a lot to me. Thank you for being on the show. All right. So, um, really, I believe so much in the power of storytelling. I believe that um, many times I have draw strength in people's story and i know you as i followed you closely um afi and you have inspired me a lot a whole lot right and i feel yes definitely you you are one of the best to be on this show with me and thank you so much once again for being for being here so um today you are going to be sharing your story right and i know people are itching a lot of people are itching to hear your story today. Um, you're going to share your story, and also at the tail end of the show, you're going to be performing a spoken word piece, <laughs> which I cannot <laughs> wait to hear. Um, oh my okay, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, Afi, tell tell us something interesting about yourself um, that most people don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I soliloquize a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah, positive ones, right? Okay. Um, because of what I did while growing up, it just became a habit. It's not like I can't stop. Okay, I can. It's more controlled now. So I just, I just get to, you know, have that moment with myself. You know, talk about everything that's happening, that has happened, and that will happen. <laughs> okay, so I just get to find myself. I I enjoy actually enjoy talking to myself because it's for the most part it's always for the very positive reason, and it's always a time to you know imagine imagine ambition things and to you know think so wildly 
you know mm-hmm. these are the thoughts that I get sometimes I get them from or through soliloquy well that's <laughs> actually great I do that a lot and I feel yeah it's actually a good thing because you get to know more about yourself um, right. that and you get to it's know exactly you, you, you actually hear yourself alright sometimes I cannot really like there are things I can't even say to people but you you hear yourself you so hear yourself yeah, exactly. like you don't say you can't really hear yourself you can't really know yourself so it's actually it's actually a good art right so that's good that's, okay you know when you're bad when you're walking on the roadside and someone sees you and then do you know what I just do instantly I change it to a song <laughs> wow okay that's actually that's actually extreme that's, that's, that's <laughs> it's extreme yeah when I walk on the roadside that, that's the time I get to talk to myself mostly and then someone just sees me and the person is like are you mad and then I'm, I just to the song I'm like hey get out get out <laughs> yeah then, I feel like if that's that's your way people will always think whatever do you understand it's still it's still if you feel like that's that's what make you feel um a lot more better why not Mm -hmm. right but thank you people people will get it with you right so but then i feel like a lot of people actually do that a lot so um uh, okay afi i know you as a spoken word artist yeah so can you tell me what was your inspiration or how did you become so passionate right because i said initially that i follow you closely and i know you are somebody that is passionate i've seen your spoken word piece so this is not to even channel it only to spoken word artists or maybe the art industry alone. I just want to ask, how did you become so passionate? Like, what's your inspiration? What motivates you to become this person, this passionate person? Yeah. Okay. First off, before I, 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 I subject it to poetry, let me just talk about life in general. Yeah, I okay. Whenever or whatever I do, I do it with the future in perspective. All right. Okay. Because I have already envisioned how I want to end. All right. Wow. Yeah. I what I want to what I want to be, you know, or what I, what I want to hear. When, when I go there, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? When I go and be God, at a very good old age. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's beautiful, actually. Just as Christ has promised, you get. Yeah. And for my, and then uh, that, that's way too extreme. And then bringing it, um, you know, forward a bit, or, well, sorry, bringing it backward a bit, I think yeah. about my family, you know, my children, my home. You get so when I think about those things, mm. it just it just inspires me to be wow. <laughs> to be to be who and who I want to be and what I want to do. You know, I just I just see okay, this is how I want my children to see me at this this is the blueprint, this is the this is the mm-hmm. footnotes, this is 
how I want them to be. And this is what I wanted to see their mom as. Mm. All right. They can follow or they can pattern after that legacy. Wow. I try to build it, motivates me. It's like an in, internal motivation, motivate, so motivation from the inside mm. to do crazy and legendary things so that it's more like I'm preparing the way for them. I'm preparing their future for them so that when they get there, it becomes easy. You know, it becomes easy to ride on that legacy. <laughs> you get it, it's crazy, right? But then I, I just, I just, I just see, I just tell myself that hey, I can't do little things. I can't do, and I can't do the normal things. So I see what people do. I and I say, okay, I feel you have to change the trend because that's what you do. You know, you you do the, you do the out of the box. I just. Um, I like to create things. I like to start things. <laughs> I like to be of many things, so many beautiful things. So that alone inspires me really deeply to, you know, do wonderful, great stuff for myself. And then I see God, you know, most um, my driving force or like my internal motivator is God, Holy Spirit. I feel like, you know, sometimes when I sit to really think about what God does and who God is, I, I see that God has a lot of things. He has a lot of gifts. He can think, he can create a lot of things. He has the capacity to create a lot of things. And then I have this knowing that I can easily assess a part of him, a part of him that is creative, a part of him that is innovative, and then do something new. I can initiate, I can be a second creator of the things he has created. Mm. Uh, and I assess those things and then I walk towards creating something new. Wow. You know, so it, it's it, that's 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 where I tap. That's where I tap my resources. That's where I tap my creative thinking. That's where I tap my new ideas from. Yeah, it's it's not it's not religion, guys, not religion. I get to talk with God. And I get to like open up my mind for him to pour. I empty myself and I say, okay, God, I want to do this thing. I want to do that. I, I want you to tell me what to do. And then I just get to travel, you know, I get, I get my mind to travel to his intent. And then I pick that thing. I work on it. So that's, 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 that's another thing. This is about life in general though. This is life, this is Afi's life and what actually drives me, makes me to be very passionate about what I do. And then for poetry, hope there's still time for me to talk about that. Yeah, Should yeah. I go on, go on, go on, Afi. Okay, for poetry, what inspires me? I like to tell people nature, all right? So mostly when I see things like, you know, natural things, uh, trees, water mostly water like if i just think and imagine water or i see water i just get to think a lot of ideas just roll into my head and i'm mostly a narrative poet right so that's like that's my strongest niche all right narrative poetry so i just see and then a lot of stories just build up in my head and i just get it right and then body parts body parts Oh God, <laughs> I can just think deeply into you know the anatomy of the human body, and then I'm like, 
I just get to think, I just create a lot of, a lot of things in my head and then I'm building up stories in my head. And my own story, my past, okay, my past experiences, you know, also inspire me. That's where I also draw my lines from, my past experiences. So those are the, and definitely the Holy Spirit inspires <laughs> me. Do you know, you know something? Yes, what? okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you know something? Before okay. I before I start a poem, right? Before they will say I'm very religious. I'm not really <laughs> Okay. I like to call myself high the high floating partner of the Holy Spirit. Before I go for an event or before I I, I, I start a poem. I like to ask the Holy Spirit what he wants me to write and how he wants me to write it. And then you will see me lying down or with my book and my pen, my head up, my head up allowing God to fill me with ideas. And then I plug in to one beautiful song and then close my eyes and then the ideas will just start rolling and then i start writing sometimes i just write i just write write just scribble things really beautiful things and then after that after that i make meaning you know meaning into it put it into the right structure the right patterns syntax and all of those things metrics all of them you know into poetry but then the initial what's it called writing the initial draft is always freshly inspired by the spirit. I hear them. I hear things a lot. I remember I told you I soliloquize. So, and then when it's now the Holy Spirit based, I hear words. I just write them and then I construct and reconstruct. All right. So, and most times the poems don't even turn out to be like God, the God, you have to see God in the poem and you see Jesus in the same No, it's just... <laughs> You can just maybe talk about giving, talk about something, just something random. Talk about this person, help this person, and then I just write about life. I like to tell people that everything you want to, everything you know about life, everything you know about life is in the scripture. It's gospel, all right. Even marriage, sex, relationship, everything is in the Bible. So when I say I'm writing a gospel piece, don't expect me to say Jesus and God all through. <laughs> I can speak up something and then I'm tilting it towards the gospel. It's a good news. <laughs> That's why it's, <laughs> it's true, right? The gospel is truth. That's what the gospel is. It's truth. So <laughs> so that's it. That's okay. Yeah, I feel, honestly, your inspiration is really beautiful because definitely, um, I know that God, God is our essence. Yeah, He mm-hmm. created us. So definitely, everything that we are going to be getting, it should obviously be our our source. Yeah, and I also love the fact that you said that you want to do big things, things that are legendary. And yeah, legendary. Yeah, <laughs> because doing things that actually outlive you is. It should be like one of the best things, right? Things that people, even um, when you are not here, um, people can still talk about it. People can still make mm-hmm. reference to it. Reference. Just doing things that outlive you, that is really, really amazing. That's really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that, Afi. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. 
So um, I want to say that how have you evolved? Um, how have you evolved over time? How have you evolved? Um, like just say like were you? <laughs> I, I just really just want to know how you evolved to become this person. Okay. Okay. Poet as a poet as a poet. Um, I, I think life in general because I really don't want to channel this <laughs> art alone. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like when you when you ask me how did I evolve as a poet, I'm able to say things that are really more that are more specific. But then okay. that's person. Okay, I I think you can answer it that way and also generally. Okay. Uh, so let's start with Um, probably your past experiences. Um your uh, maybe your relationship with people maybe okay. your, um, your faith so i i just want to know your journey so far and how you've evolved because i know that every day you become better every day so how because some, something is always um challenging us right something it could be something that happened to you that made you become this person so i, I feel like it's it is always a process Okay. It's always a process. So how are we involved? Yeah. Okay. I started out life on a very solo note. I didn't so, Okay. I I started out life solo. Okay. <laughs> I get that now. Right. Yeah. So it's yes, I, I grew up with a family. I was born, you know. And then I had a family, I I did not have friends. I did not grow up having friends. I, I shared this story on my WhatsApp on a gulp of after session like that. You know, I I don't know. My mom said my mom my mom said that while while I was still very much younger, I was very, very troublesome. I was very, very stubborn. I did not like peace. <laughs> Wow. Like war, I'm a fight, I'm in the buske. There's this thing she likes to say that um, there was a particular time, I think I was five or six, I don't know, but I was really, really young. And then there was a particular lady in the compound that was always troublesome, always looking for her trouble, always wanting her to talk and, you know, quarrel and all this stuff. That one, I noticed that, you know, I was definitely noticing how everything was laying out. And then one day, I just I just went out of the house. I took her wrapper, tied it over my waist. You know, that dramatic, you know, Nollywood kind of thing. You tie wrapper around your waist because you're prepared for a fight. And then I, I stood up to the woman. I was five, six, there about. I stood up to the woman and I told her that, come now, come. If you, if, if you want to give, if you want to give me trouble, if you want to give my mommy trouble, I will give you double. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, and I was just, I just, the way I said the rapper and I set my hands, it felt like I wanted to fight the woman. You know, my mom kept, you know, she keeps saying that sight in that instant. But that's just aside. That growing up, I, I I didn't like people. I didn't like to associate with people. 
I liked to be on my own. So the only reason why people got close to me was because I had something to offer. I was freaking intelligent, academic-wise, smooth, and I still am. <laughs> you get, but then that that's it. So people only got to me and um, reached out to me because they wanted something, and I got used to the fact that they always wanted something. And then I, you know, I was just on my own, building my own world out of <laughs> you don't want to know toys. <laughs> Oh my god, I had this, this crazy addiction, addiction to toys, really crazy addiction. At, at some point, my family thought I was possessed. You know, it, it's not like, it's not how, I didn't have one, two or three toys. I had a world of toys. I made toys out of anything, out of soap cans, mop sticks, buckets, water can. I just made toys out of anything I saw that I didn't fit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening to you. Uh, so, and then I made the world out of them, you know? Mm-hmm. They were always talking through me. Mm-hmm. All right? I was their mouthpiece. Everything they said, I was having daily, com- they were always having daily conversations, but through my mouth. So imagine talking with this person, talking for this person and talking for this person at the same time, and then you're talking for everybody. They all had families, they had communities, they had where everybody talked through my mouth. So I, I, I made an essence. I found essence in these toys. All right. And I found like I found that that they could understand me clearly. They could understand me better. I had a very deep relationship with them. So what was the point having relationships with humans? So I was totally, totally disconnected from humans, disconnected from the world, real world, because it was all fantasy, you know, it was all fantasy, imaginations and everything. You get so I was so addicted that even when I'm in school, the only thing I think about is my toys and my book. <laughs> my toy, my toy, my book. You get, but definitely it never clashed. My toys never clashed with my academic performances. They were always top. All right, so that's that. I I just kept on like that. You know, always making trouble with people, wanting people to go far from me. Always, always, always. And then I got to the university. My story is long, my dear. This one is just a segment. I got to the university right. and then I met this friend, Sisi Benji. Please, Sisi, permit me to mention your name because there is no story. There is no happy story without you. Sisi Benji helped me through. He was the, he is the first friend can you hear me yeah i can i feel i'm with you all right so he is my first friend all right so he introduced me to the world of friendships i started connecting with people i started connecting you get i said i said finding peace with people People. Mm. yeah with people Uh and i got to know christ so it became better for me it became easier for me but but what went wrong was that i didn't really know how to sustain friendship because it was a whole new world it was a whole new thing for me 
it, it became extreme, too extreme that my first set of friends, you know, that I really wanted to, I really wanted to keep, you know, turn their backs on me. I mean, they turned their backs to me, you get. And then they said really crazy stuff that hurt me, broke me down. And, you know, that made me make a decision never to open myself and go so deep. Mm. All right. It made me recall. It made me go back to my initial state. It was a really terrible experience. I had to let go. All right. But it was really difficult for me. So from there, my life has just been extraordinary. The people I've met so far, you know, have helped shape my life. They've helped a lot, you know, to shape my life, to make me who I am. You know, from one person to another, you know that thing about, that, those things they say about friends leaving evolving and new friends coming around because you're progressing from one stage or phase of life to another and you just meet people it's just like a journey you're picking people you're picking treasure people and they keep shaping your life giving your life one meaning to another and you just keep advancing i have never met people who brought me down they always help me evolve and advance. Like I'm telling you, but then since I, I told you that, you know, I, I didn't really know how to make friends. So my, I, I kept my inner circle really small. So I have this issue making a lot of friends at the same time. So I make one friend at a time. Friendship is very personal to me. I don't just call anybody my friend. I can be with you for years and I'll be so good and nice to you, but you are not my friend, all right? So I can make one friend one year, a friend per year, a friend per year. And then after that, I go to another person into a whole lot of mental and emotional effort and couple with the fact that I really do not know how to do it. And I'm trying to protect myself, trying to cover my wounds. I don't, I, I just don't get into that. I just, I'm always very careful not to get into that trap. I keep it very few. One person, you know, it's very difficult now to get into my space. It take it takes months. But when you're there, I find it very difficult to let go. To let you go. Yeah. I find it very difficult to release you from my 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 mind, from my heart. So that's it. People, people are like they're the best resources you can ever find. Right, people helped me. The people I met, you know, mm. they helped me evolve. I started growing. Is it poetry? Ah, this poetry thing. I'm going to come to it, right? My career. I'm an editor. I'm a professional editor and proofreader. So I, I proofread and edit edit books. Edit, write ebooks. I'm a writer as well. I write for mostly the um. American authors and UK authors. Yeah, I, I prefer it for UK authors. <laughs> Afia, where is so many hearts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you see, you see, so in my profession, yeah, in my profession, my career, it, it was actually somebody I met along the line that made me, that made me, you know, discover that potential. 
they helped me discover every potential in me, you know? Even this poetry thing. Poetry started with Sissy Benji. Sissy Benji was the one that opened my mind to the world of poetry and said, okay, girl, you can be very good at this. Editing mm. to the I started editing his captions, editing his works. And then from there, I realized that I could be very good and I landed my first job as an editor. That was when I made my first hundreds of thousand thousand as an editor you get so it's just, just people i'm trying to let you know that people helped me. the people i met at every stage of my life helped me unlock my potentials mm-hmm. yeah your potential is not something you have done it's something that mm-hmm. you have never done something you have never discovered you okay. get yeah yeah so everyone I met, they just they just made me realize that there's something special about you, Afi. Mm-hmm. You have not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn. And then now I'm, I, 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 I'm taking interest in, what's it called? Project management. I'm currently, um, I started the training, professional training in project management. Somebody made me realize that I could be a good project manager. You know, making me be on this team and, you know, made me do a lot of beautiful things professionally with respect to project management and I'm taking it professionally like full time now. So people, people made me evolve. And I think it was God, you know, like I think I know God, you know, the, God placed those people in strategic places at strategic points of my life. Hmm. Yeah, and then I studied mass communication, so you see, it even made it easier for me, you know. Communicating a little <laughs> it just moves like that, yeah. So, that's it. And then for poetry, how I evolved as a poet, you know, can I can I proceed with this? Yeah, you can, you can. Already. All right, so, as a poet, favored me, we just had to poetry, okay. I was a very good, in fact, I graduated as debating students, you know, in secondary school. So I, I debated for six years, just as one to SS3. I was always in a debate, debating, 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 interclass debate. And I never lost a debate. I mean, my team always won and I was always on the opposing side. My team always won, and I always won the best debater. <laughs> the, best, the best debater, yeah, I think that's what they call it, the best debater. Amazing. For every debate I did. So imagine the kind of prizes I got from before the ultimate prize. So when I got to the university, I saw people perform poetry. So I, I thought about this debating aspect so that you would know that I have a long history of committing lines to memory and performing. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. So when I saw people do poetry, I was like, oh, beautiful. I can, I can try this, right? And then writing, this writing thing has been in it. Like right from when I was in primary school, I was always writing, but I was writing fiction, it's not poetry. Okay. Fictions and and yeah, yeah, fictions, yeah, always fictions, right? I will write, write stories and write stories, a lot of stories, read out to friends, decorate it. <laughs> my fiction, my fiction history ended the day I took my 
my story. You know this 2A, you know how 2A used to be very full that time, right? This 2A. Yes, 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 I remember. I wrote a story that, that finished the entire 2A back from cover to cover. And then I took it to a cyber, cyber cafe. But then I, I took it to them to publish. <laughs> Get me, my keyword. I took it to a cyber cafe to publish. I told them to publish it and put my name in front of it. I'm going to hard copies. I said, I am the author. I was eight. I was eight, seven, eight. You get And then they told me I wasn't serious. I should go and call my parents. When I went home to call my parents, my parents said, no, they won't follow me. I got bad. I felt bad. And that was the end of fiction for me. Okay, so back to the university. All right. That was the end of fiction writing for me. So back to university. I saw people do stuff. So I felt like, okay, I can write. Yeah, this is writing thing. I can write. Too. And then I can perform. She is not so cram. I will commit it to memory and I will perform. So I, I, but I wasn't confident in poetry. You know, the poetic aspect of me. I wasn't confident in poetry. So this was how I started. I met people, the people who I knew could do it so well. I met them to write. After writing, I performed their poem. <clears throat> so <clears throat> a lot of people know this about me. I started by performing people's poems. I did it for a long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I did it for a long time. It was really interesting. I was really feeling myself. And I wanted to stay at that. I just wanted to remain that poet that performs people poem, people's poems. Until somebody great in my fellowship, Christian Union Nifes. That was my first platform. Yeah. It's not Christian Union, but it was Christian Union Nifes then. See you Nifes. That was my first platform. You know, when I met somebody, he was Dan Bishop. He told me, "Easy, you can write poems. If you're very good at performing, then definitely you have something in you. Mm. Uh, in, in a, and you can really do this so well. I was like, no, no, I'm good. I can't write. And then that's how we started. He said, why don't we start? Then I, I wrote my first poem. He, he said I should write. He will score me. I wrote my first poem. I scored two over 20. The second one, five over 20. And then I started progressing. <laughs> I started writing, and then all the platforms I got in fellowship, I began to perform my own poems. I started progressing, I started progressing. Remember I told you I had Sissy Benji as my friend then, and Sissy Benji was like, he was the star of, 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 of University of Benin, literary-wise, he was freaking smart, he's still freaking smart now. So he, he's connected, he was connected to top poets then. So through him, through him, to you know perform i got slots to perform poetry in really good places so it was the first time i got to perform in one of the concerts that i think paul ward organized i performed there and then i think that was it is it waterholic waterholic yes at the university of Benin. i performed there and i met other poets too that performed that was where that was the starting point of afi in fact I, I started as AFI, not even AFI. People just said, call me AFI. I was like, okay, let's go with the ride. Because AFI is an acronym for my name is Vo. I swear it meant favor EC. So I was like, it was an alphabetism until it changed to an acronym. So I wanted it to be AFI. 
So that's where it started. From that Wodaholic show, I met poets that were controlling things, spoken word poets that were controlling poetry in, at the, in the University of Benin. And then, you know, my thing about friendship, you know, being friendly, you know, I, I could be, I could, I was a very extroverted person. So you could easily love me, you could easily like me, you know, I'm, I'm a very small person. So is that small poets that did something really amazing? Never met. <laughs> That's the best set of poets. And then I created a family from there. I created a team out of the people I made as friends. I called the team PO8. Eight poets in one. <laughs> Are you understanding? Are you following the strategy? Yes. <laughs> Paul Ward, Toby Abildon, CP Kings, Tega Cross, Seth Frank, Iti Gospar. Who again? Who am I forgetting anyone? And then me, because if I forget anyone, they will come for me. <laughs> so we became friends. Yeah, we're eight, eight poets in one. We just started out our journey as poets, you know, attending different shows at the University of Benin until we evolved. Everyone on the team started organizing shows in different parts of the of the country. Mm. You get. Gospel organized one in Bayelsa, and whenever they organize a show, we they take all of us along. Mm. You know, we all mm. go there to perform at really, you know, no cost or little cost, no, just transportation. Now, my gene, now my friend, we go flow. I go talk about my gene. <laughs> Mind you, I don't know how to speak Pigeon, so just relax. And then, <laughs> so <It's a> <laughs> we started evolving. Iti Gospel took us to Bayelsa for Jazz Poetry Night. And then Ola the Poets took us to Ibadan, University of Ibadan, for Social Works Poetry. Tega Cross took us to Wari for Brief. Sippy Kings took us to Delta State. We're just traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrities like this, we're traveling. Traveling to different places. We were, we were developing ourselves individually and developing the entire team. You know, yeah, developing yeah, ourselves yeah. individually while achieving group goals. So we were yeah. traveling. This one organized here in Benin. We were traveling. And every stage we performed, there was that, I think that's, one. that's the beauty, you know? Oh, God. Every stage we performed, there's always somebody, there's always an organizer that, you know, could spot us and then, you know, take us to another stage, you know, definitely from one stage you get referrals and then you move on to another stage. That was how I kept traveling. I kept evolving. I went to Lagos. I would go to Lagos. Sometimes, I, I think there's a part of that year, I went to Lagos three times in three months. <laughs> Consecutively. You know, I was just traveling, performing poetry everywhere, everywhere, evolving, you know. That was how I got I got the you know this entire thing and all. <laughs> wow, your story is really really inspiring. Yeah. So <laughs> the same thing is the same thing. People, the people I met, and I connected. I started with the best set of people in this life. You could find the right people, find the right set of people that was not. You know, I'm a sapiosexual, sapiophilia. <laughs> Let's put it in context. 
I'm easily attracted to intelligence. Intelligence that stay with people, like attracted people, and you know, keep friendships. So when I see that thing in you, I just go for you. I'm like, okay, yeah, we see, we have a purpose. Let's establish this thing and let's let's build ourselves. So that was how I just get involved. That's how my my project I just almost. Really good. Really good. <laughs> so I, I think that what we should um is actually good that we meet people that that get us right mm-hmm. right and I believe also in the power of relationship. Like we cannot in our journey we cannot rule out relationships. Like exactly. very very important. Um people people are going to lift us. People are going to um um help us see ourselves right because we can't we can't really see ourselves we see we also see ourselves through people um yes so um thank you so much for sharing that so because of our time um, right <laughs> you will just have to do your spoken word piece okay and um the other question that i really like i'm really particular about that question and i really want to hear you but then i'm really particular about the time uh, okay. I don't know if we can still do that. Probably we'll just quickly wrap it up. Yeah, so... Um, okay, I will just rush through it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Alright, so the question now is... Um, Afi, I... Like, I know I follow you, right? And I know that you recently lost your dad. And that's, that's a big one. Really big one. So how have you... Um, um, I honestly don't know if this question makes you feel comfortable. You can let me know. But I really just wanted to share your story. Like, how have you been able to deal with it? Or even if you have... I feel like you don't, like, automatically get over um, um, grief, right? So how have you been able to deal with it? Or how are you dealing with it? Or how are you facing it? How are you facing the challenge? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I lost my dad on the 20th of December, 2020, last year. So, December 20th will be one year in memory. So, it's still very fresh. Fresh, I know. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I will say I suppress, I suppress the feeling. It's not like it doesn't come to my mind every time. I try to suppress it because I feel like he came for a purpose. And then he was done with the purpose. Mm-hmm. He had to move. God took him. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> so, okay. I've just been living every day. I, I, I move with the consciousness that I have my own path to fulfill, my own destiny mm-hmm. to fulfill on earth. So, and I, I, I should be internally motivated to achieve my goals and my purposes so the the loss of my dad would allow me to stop moving mm. i told you what drives me what internally motivates me so it keeps me going it's not like the thoughts of course when the thoughts come comes when the thoughts come i cry i really cry mm. and i love myself and I, yeah, I let myself heal, and then the next day, I'm up on my feet, thinking mm-hmm. of what to do and what next to engage my mind in. Mm, yes. Not trying to stay down. No, no, no. Yeah, that's it. 
not that I, 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 I just, I just, I just know that he, wherever he is, he's proud of me, right? I see mm. him as his plus one angel, you know, working with God to, you know, bring out the best or reveal the best for me. So I should keep doing things that because whatever I do, I do. I also do it in His name. It's my dad. I'm still bearing His name. <laughs> so it is pride, right? It is pride. So I keep, I keep working, working and sharing that I become the best of me to sustain, keep that legacy, you know, and also to keep my own legacy. So let's start with that. I'm sure your dad is super proud of you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Proud yeah, okay, so happy to wrap this episode up. Um, can we have you perform this performance? <laughs> I'm sure guys are guys out there are itching to hear your support. So, can we have you, please? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can clearly. All right. This poem is titled "The Wait." Oh, sorry, I didn't give the title. How come did the wait enter here? Ha <laughs> ha. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. She seemed to have found it when he caught her stare and her soul oozed peace as he ran his fingers over the chords of his guitars. Her vocals felt the rhythm. Oh, he's striking the right chords down here. What was she thinking? Well, her heart could recognize the broken melodies but she was deaf to any sound that did not hit her record. She was in the third place, looking at the third man who was three seconds from pulling the third trigger. Check her palms. You will see two bullets aesthetically pierced but buried. And like how we feel about the cross, she was excited when she saw this one coming. If she was musically inclined, she would have heard the terror huddle and brass that harmonized to this voice when he said he loved her. How she got to decree that he was the ruler over her life strikes me forcibly because he was never straightforward. He stirred and stirred her emotions till they began to feel like what he wanted. Tough, hard, difficult, what word will you call it? She couldn't even recognize herself because she was constantly in and out of her soul. She became lost in the thoughts he designed for her. He imprisoned her in the assumptions he trapped her into. Staring into the second part of the mirror that was divided into three, she saw her reflection with the second man she met in school. Bayo was a great sailor of friendship, but she was out for some other ship and no you can't blame bio for how she changed her dawn to docks and docks to dawn she dissolved her mornings into wet pillows her dreams were shot against her because she abandoned them she deprived her world of a map because she made bio her direction and not like he didn't make it clear he did but she chose to have a minus 12 vision i really feel bad for her though especially her experience with the first guy who started the triangle John liked her for who she was, but for some reason she could see a future with him behind his eyes because that wasn't clear too. So she walked blind and deaf to the owl, waiting and waiting and waiting for him until they switched to months, months to years and years to nowhere. 
seen. You can hang a lot of stuff in the air, but never, never put your purpose on hold to secure a territory you're not even sure is your own. She had an empty desire that desperately needed to eat to its fill, so you wouldn't fault her for that, will you? She saw herself as a box with all four corners cut out. She wanted to be complete. So she amplified the voices of those desires that the only voice she could hear was, feel me, feel me. When someone was right there in front of her pleading, let me feel you, let me feel you. She surrounded herself with so thick a darkness that she didn't, she didn't see that those men were shadows, mere shadows, undeserving of a light. If only she could pause to listen to the one who sits at the center of love, the one who feels with more than enough to keep her satisfied till she gets enough to satisfy the one who will go deep into her soul, turn her from inside out, flush those thoughts of self-insufficiency and create the capacity for the king she is deserving of. The one who will fill her till she expands in capacity for the king she is deserving of. The one who will show her what it means to love till she realizes that she needs more for herself before attempting to give it to another. The one who was waiting and waiting and still waiting for her. But she was out there for three years in search for home when home was right there in front of her. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <And> that <laughs> was brilliant, actually. I Thank think you deserve a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> But where he said, never put your purpose on hold. Can you make, like, complete the line? All right. Never put your purpose on hold. To secure a territory you're not even sure is your own. That's wow. terrible. <laughs> Trust that's, me, that's terrible. That's I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> wow, so good, Afi. Thank you so much for sharing this piece. Thank you. And, um, okay, so is there anything you would like to share? Uh, maybe a quote or something that you want people to take away from this um, podcast, this episode. Um, is there anything you would like to tell people? Okay. Yes. So. Okay. I. I. Okay. There is this human compulsion to need some certain kind of validation, a certain amount of validation, external validation before. We we push before we continue what we're doing and aim for that legendary thing. You know, especially when you have a set of people that you want to get this validation from, validation from, and you don't see, you don't get it as much as or as you would want to have it. I just want to tell you that <clears throat> that these validations, these external validations, should not be your only source of fear. It shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't be the only thing that will make you to do and continue doing what you are doing. Trust me, I've been there. All right, I've been there. Where you know, one of I think one of the greatest challenges I ever had, you know, is to wait for people to validate my plans before I push. Until I had to tell myself that, my dear, we without these people, I was created, I was cut out for a purpose in life that me to fulfill. Even if along the line I will need people to help me. It starts with me. It starts with my drive. So I want to say that the volume of your internal motivation should be higher than mm-hmm. external. Right? It should be higher. 
you, you should have enough for yourself so that even if you don't get from people, you know that there is still enough in supply inside of you. Inside of you. Keep pushing. Keep doing what you're doing. Consistent. <clears throat> I keep saying that <clears throat> consistency is like a journey of endless treasures, right? When you keep going, the more you go, the more treasure you get. The more you mm. go, the more treasure you pick. So what if you stop and then yeah, the, the, and, and, and the more you go, the bigger the treasure. What if you stop somewhere and then the, there are other bigger treasures in front of you? But then you have to keep going. You have to keep going to keep taking it. Like the Poetum project that I do now, the first one project concert in the world, we just concluded our 10th season, right? 10th season. Wow. You don't know, Titinope Shonuga, Titinope Shonuga knows about Poetum. Do you know Titinope Shonuga? I got in touch with her, I told her about it. She gave me her audience. After seeking her audience for a whole year, she finally gave me her audience and I told her we almost had her on Poetum. And trust me, we're going to have her in one of our, <laughs> our, our seasons. So um, I had to tell myself, if I didn't continue, she would have been disinterested. So mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. You see people, you see treasures. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And Thank God. So much. Exactly. Exactly. God will help you. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much, Hafi, for <laughs> being on this show. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you. This means a lot to me, actually. A whole lot to me. And I'm inspired by you. Really, I am inspired by what you do. I love what you do. And I'm a big fan. Really? Yes. Uh, I feel good. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here also. Um there is no bloom with to me without you guys. So I really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, Afi. Um so I think this is where we end the show. Thank you so yeah. much. I love you. Bye love you guys. Too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yeah.